0: now here is the host of absurd psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome
1: everybody. All right, we're talking about discovering your inner child. You know, our inner child is a part of ourselves that's been present ever since we were conceived through utero and all of the years thereafter. And, you know, when we were young and developing into to our normal tender selves, our baby, our infant, our toddler, our young child, our middle school year, that child was experiencing all kinds of different events and traumas that stay with them. And what happens is that child stays intact developmentally through the course of our entire existence. Sometimes those inner children, those children at different ages where we experience very difficult things, have a tendency to pop up in our attitude and how we say things and what we do. And when we have our guard down, sometimes that inner child represents who we are. And then we have to absorb the idea that we made a mistake and we were impulsive and we were silly. We were developmentally behind in what we do. And so a lot of guilt and shame. Can take place when the inner child comes out within us, especially if you're an older adult. You know, it, it often it recalls good experiences as well. So, you know, as well as your fears. So when we have good experiences, that is when your inner child will embellish and enjoy the past history of what it went through as a child and it will recall it vividly. But mostly traumas, neglect, and significant loss are the the, the tracers that lead us back to that inner child as adults. And it can be hard to pinpoint the exact event that's tugging at us. But we can start to notice that our internal patterns that have left us as subconscious, which is basically like a bread trail, uh, when we start to explore our inner world. But you have to consciously understand and accept the fact that all of us have some form of an inner child living inside of us. And you know, I have an inner child, you do too, we all do. So your inner child is part of your subconscious, not your conscious, and it's like a shadow that's been picking up messages way before it was able to fully process what was actually going on mentally and emotionally. So an inner child, for instance, might come from a fear-based place. Like getting on a bus may be something that could be very difficult if you were bullied when you got on the school bus. You know, also uh, memories and, and beliefs from the past as well and the hopes and dreams for the future were formed often by our inner child. And people are fascinated and excited when we explain Uh, the the inner child when and when we explore it because it's like this this untapped into part of ourselves and so uh, therapy around an inner child can be a fascinating and incredible experience and we'll talk about how to tap into that a little bit later on but you know our inner child is the one that remembers the sweet cell of grandma you know and and her cooking uh the the look of pride uh, when we show uh, someone how we rode our bike it remembers feeling our hearts brimming with joy and love when our when maybe our, our parents took us to, to, with a glistening eye to buy our favorite toy. I remember when I got my first G.I. Joe. My, my dad took me to Woolworth and I bought my first G.I. Joe. That was actually a really good toy for me because we had a dirty backyard and I got to do all kinds of stuff with the G.I. Joe to play with that. But, you know, it remembers feeling invited to friends' birthday parties. Feeling happy, feeling confident, you know, it it also uh, had tears, you know, running down your cheeks when your mother leaves a house to rush to say goodbye, uh, you know, or or when somebody's dying and, and you have to witness that or go to a funeral. It remembers these things, you know, it remembers being ignored and bullied. You know, the first day of school, it remembers feeling dumb when the teacher scoffed and when we didn't have the answer to an easy question. It also was present when we start to our first job, proving that your your boss that you're responsible and capable and feeling proud. Our inner child is always trying to prove what a great adult we are. That's right. That is what the first 40 years of your life often look like. Some people the whole life where they're trying to prove what a great adult I am. See, look at me, I got the house, I got the, I got the marriage, I got the kids, I got the vacations, I got the job, I got the car, I got all of these great things. See what a great adult I am, see the holidays, come to my house. You see, that's proving yourself what a great adult you are, and that's your inner child celebrating its adult accomplishments. It is also present when we're teenagers, you know, wanting to belong so badly Especially after about 12 years old, that becomes the main driver of many children developmentally. Also, it's inside of us when we go to a a quest to find love, to find social groups to belong to. Oftentimes, when we socialize, our behavior will regress into a younger part of who we are. It's also the part that feels understood, calm, warm when we have good times with other people. Because that's the ultimate form of acceptance. It's also the part that feels crushed and betrayed when we're hurt, ignored, lied to, when someone hurts or betrays us. You know, it also can bring calm and content for the most part. And it can act out and make things, you know, uh, a little bit crazy inside, just standing in the way of healthy relationships, self-defeating organization skills become poor, self-regulation becomes poor, because sometimes when people get overwhelmed by life, they regress into their inner child. They lose their boundaries. They lose their peace. They lose their executive functioning. And that inner child impulsively wants to get its needs messed. You know, and if you're feeling frustrated or stuck in some aspect of your life, it's probable that your inner child is needing attention. And, and points like that can look, look like, uh, you know, it, it happen in your job, in your parenting and finding and keeping love and deepening relationships and setting boundaries. And you may also notice that you're experiencing fear, perfectionism, see what a great adult I have to be. I have to be perfect or no one will accept me anxiety, you know, avoiding certain people, places or experiences because they remind you of someone when you were younger. Unfortunately, some people that have been abused actually will attract abusers because that's what they're used to. So if they grew up with an abusive parent, they often find an abusive spouse and then they find themselves being abused. Surprise, surprise. So they project all their anger on their spouse who's abusing them and rightly so, they're projecting anger, but they're projecting anger from the parent that they could not answer back to, that they could not get retribution at, so they do it to their spouse. That's your inner child, and it's it's a big thing, and it's a big issue, and we all have to come to grips with the idea that we have to do what's called reparenting, and when we reparent, we pacify that child. We repair and we calm it down. Let it know that we're in charge so that it doesn't run out and blow the door off the barn. You know, it, it doesn't have ex- access to your adult self's reality. It doesn't know about what, how life is different now. It doesn't understand the conditions of your life now. You do. That's why you have to be present. Your inner child lives in this place where it came from. The trauma that it experiences, the goodness that it experiences, that's where it's coming from. It's not coming from the present understanding of the context of your life. Your inner child is walking around inside you with lots of pain. And you may feel like you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. And if your inner child lived with instability or uncertainty or danger, it may hold you back from making changes. It may make you to be what's called catastrophization, always predicting the worst outcomes. That's your inner child trying to prepare you for disaster because the per- the person in charge, you, cannot be trusted. And so the inner child is creating all these projections and negative outcomes for you to prepare for. That in itself is the inner child being in charge rather than you being faith-based and understanding that you hedge your bets, but you're not always going to win. And that is the way life is. We have faith. That's what we need to operate by. We get stuck when one part of us, our inner child, seeks safety and consistency. If your inner child was not safe, if your inner child had to re- had to parent themselves, there's going to be a problem in your adult life. That child's going to run the show as much as possible because it does not feel safe. And it probably does not trust you. It's only going to happen that it works and it helps you if it learns to trust you. That means you don't give way to the inner child, you set boundaries around it. You nurture it, you let it understand it's okay, you got it, I'm in charge, got it, not a problem. You know, you can find a middle ground and get unstuck so that you can move past blockages by diminishing the role of the inner child in your transactions. And you also have to cultivate a balance of creativity flexibility responsibility especially responsibility uh collectively and consistently that means self-discipline that means you holding yourself accountable including when that little inner child springs out of the -the jack-in-the-box you know it's important for, for your adult self and child self to meet and get to know each other, the first step is creating a collaborative team, one which your adult and your inner child needs are met. That's a collaborative work. And it's really important to have that with yourself. You know, if you want to get in touch with your inner child, begin a dialogue, develop a relationship with it. Maybe you journal. Maybe you actually journal some of the things that your inner child never got closure on. And you also want to listen in and learn about your inner child's needs, where it's coming from, where the pains were, where the hopes were, where the dreams were, and what what it's done to shape how they look at the future, how they look at every transaction. And you take steps to make them happen. You know, it's really important to understand that meditation and things like prayer can be very helpful to getting in touch with that part of ourselves. But the goal is for you to tap into how your inner child is doing and offer it some tender care and find a way to meet its needs so it does not run the show. Because if you're a a, a 40-year-old person operating like a 12-year-old oftentimes because of your behaviors that were unresolved as a child... That's going to show up and hinder your life. And it's going to make the child feel like they're in charge instead of you as the parent. You know, there's a whole different ways to offer support, kindness, healing to that inner child. That means you may surround it in an environment where it was safe. Give it places to anchor to know that you can go there, you can go to that vacation and remember what that spot was like, that place was like, and the peace was like being in that moment that you felt safe, reminding the inner child of all the different places where safety was not a problem, you know? You also may need to change your narrative and your story about your childhood so that the inner child can understand that it's been understood, that I get what you went through. I understand what that was not cool. We're not there anymore, but I understand that, you know, once your inner child knows that it has your attention and you're doing your best to offer it love and provide it with its needs, it'll open up to you and it'll actually perform for you. It will actually help you. You know, we need more emotional and more physical safety in our lives to be able to access that inner child. More attention to the way you're taking care, more attention to the way you're reacting to the world. Are you a reactive person? Are you bouncing off everybody else instead of being a proactive, responsive person, choosing an adult response rather than an impulsive child response that's what we do we make a lot of emotional decisions with our inner child when people make i'm you know i i don't feel like it i don't feel like doing this i don't feel like do-. that's your inner child that's depression that's anxiety that means that the child is being a brat and you need to step in and parent and say let's get something done and then check in with how we feel you know depression is also in many regards an inner child problem. Also, anxiety is often an inner child problem when it is over responding to people that are hitting the triggers and denoting what those triggers are is really, really critical. If you know what those triggers are, then you know how to manage those triggers. You don't want to feed those triggers with something that you're going to regret in the future. You know, by success, when, you know, it's not a rich or famous type of thing. It's feeling content in your own skin. That is critical. You know, having a sense of inner peace, feeling fulfilled. You know, a healthy inner child is rich in love, and connections, mentally feeling, fulfilling their sense of meaning and able to tolerate the pains of the ups and downs of life because people that play all the way into their aging uh, life, into the end of their life, live longer. Because they learn how to play. That means they learn how to share their life and celebrate their inner child. That's a really important part of us to never, ever, ever forget. You know, we need to have places where the green light is available for that inner child to play. It may not be, it may be in moderation, but at least it has a chance to be fun and exciting. And when you have children, you can live through them and you can use your inner child to interact with them so they understand that you understand them to some degree, you know, uh, it's like an anchor. You know, when your inner child is wobbly, we become insecure, disoriented, disorganized. When our inner child feels steady and safe, it is anchored and it's deeply rooted. And we feel and come across in a much clearer, confident, and comfortable manner. That is important. You know, you have to face the fact that child has a lot of pains. It has feelings of shame, guilt. It has chronic uh, needing to achieve, needing approval, needing belonging. It has the inability to be present in the moment. Because it's not in the moment. It doesn't live in the moment. It lives in the moment through the triggers. So it goes back to the age it started. Also, anxiety and fear, deeply rooted in, in the whole idea of having an inner child. Because we feel wobbly. That child is not being managed where it comes out. And also, the, the need to be perfect. That's another inner child. Because of maybe a parent or maybe some somebody of authority in our life. Dictated that we had to be perfect, that nothing was acceptable but perfect, and maybe nothing ever was acceptable. And that's going to get you out of balance, but that theme will ride in your inner child and it will come out every time something is hard or we're doing something not perfect. You know, there's also difficulty noticing and celebrating wins in life. These are things that my inner child would have loved to know that I'm doing now. And I need to bring him up to speed to say, Hey, look what we've done with this life. Look what's happening. You know, I know all this sounds like psychotic, you know, talking to your inner child, dealing with your inner child, but I know that in what I'm talking about and what I'm sharing with you, you actually understand because we are developmental creatures and we develop at different phases of life. For instance, if you start drinking alcohol at 18 and you stop at 26, your maturity is going to be 18 years old. So we have a lot of areas in our life that we emotionally get stunted. You know, one of the other things, many of the other symptoms of the inner child being out of balance is self-sabotage, obsessive addictive behaviors, overachieving, rumination, negative self-talk, you know, uh, you want to really understand that there's ways to heal this and that's what we're going to talk about in the next segment so come back
2: friend us on facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world voice america empowerment
0: dr gary bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone skype or in person in the seattle area
2: Dr. Connie Mariano is a groundbreaker. She was the White House physician to three presidents, toured the world on Air Force One, and has had countless amazing experiences. The one thing that life didn't prepare her for was becoming a widow. After losing her beloved husband, John, in a tragic accident, Dr. Connie joined the one million women who are widowed in the United States each year. While her journey as a widow has been one of intense grief and sorrow, it has also been one of extraordinary growth and rebirth. Now, Dr. Connie is sharing what she's learned, joined by her knowledgeable guests to help anyone struggling with this deeply personal and often lonely journey of their own. Tune into The Widow's Walk, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment.
0: Or you can just click on email host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's absurd psychology.
1: Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about discovering our inner child. And, you know, it's really important to utilize things to start feeling uh, you know, a little bit at a time, like going to a movie that elicits feelings from your childhood. Go to go to something that reminds you memories, places that remind you, friends that remind you of a certain place in your life. You want to undo that numbing so you can release that inner child and actually allow it to have time and space in your current life because it's working behind the scenes. And the more conscious you make of it, the more you manage it you know we want to work on reducing anxieties and fears by processing fearful memories and experiences we we want to process them that means we want to get closure on them that they are done they're over that part of our life is gone and just because someone in my life is behaving like that old trigger doesn't mean that that is the old behavior and that's what's going to happen with it you also want to create a warm and inviting environment for that part of yourself to come out. You know, when's the last time you really, really laughed? When's the last time you really, really cried? If you haven't done that in a long time, your inner child is the biggest muscle you have in your brain right now. It's running the show. You want to develop clear, emotional, energetic time and physical boundaries. You know, that is important. That child, that inner child, if you unleash it, It has much less power in your life and you stop coping and you start living because it also has happiness and joy inside of it. You know, you want to shift the focus from performing, you know, to doing, being and celebrating. And don't forget the celebrating because the celebrating is so important to earmark, hey, this is a moment I need to make sure I remember or we need to remember. You also have to shift your inner beliefs. You know, and that's your narrative of what you always feed yourself. So with the narrative, we go with the narrative. I am a bad person. So this happened. Yep, I'm a bad person there. This happened. Yep, I was a bad person there. This one. Oh, yep. So we reinforce our own narratives to prove ourselves correct. But what happens is those narratives start to dictate who we think we are. And that's a sad, sad thing. You know, you want to deepen your relationship and the way that relationships are built. The best relationships is through pain, identifying pain and coping with pain and working through pain and understanding pain. The more we embrace the fact that there is pain in this life, the more we become alive. Pain is what we all share in this life. Pain is what we've all gone through in this life. And we, we need to understand each other that we all have that shared thing. And if you identify that pain in your inner child, you can make that a testimony and how to help other people. There's also archetypes of inner child. There's one called the wounded child that carries recollections of tragic or harsh backgrounds, harsh harsh memories in life. And during your lifetime, they might have endured a tremendous degree of physical and psychological abuse, frequent uh, through the hands of numerous persons probably in your life. But once that is harmonized and embraced, it might make us more compassionate towards those who actually go through that kind of stuff in their own childhood. So now you can work through helping people. There's lessons and blessings in life. We need to understand that that is how we look at things. It's either a blessing or a lesson. And lessons, we want to turn into testimonies. There's also this thing called the orphan child, and that's another archetype. It's known as the abandoned child. And it represents a person with a tendency for independence throughout life. And that orphan child, these children that never get attention and have to be parentified, often become narcissists and borderline personalities because they have to make up all the rules for their life because nobody cares. And so they think they're right about everything. And they frequently experience feelings of loneliness, emotional abandonment. You know, they choose to find out things by themselves by avoiding gatherings and overcoming their phobias entirely on their own. They want to do everything. To serve themselves and every and that unfortunately means they're hiding from life they also uh, might be negative as someone who pushes others off their own harm you know isolates themselves refuses you know to be close to people that love them pushes people away that's that's the one that has abandonment issues the orphan part of our inner child then there's many of us that have all a lot of these different archetypal ingredients within our child inner child they also there's this one that's called the magical child and nothing is impossible with that they're very talented they're very imaginative and they can see the sublime or divine and everything in addition to the energy that that c- connects everything together and they also frequently extraordinarily intelligent. They're brave. They're able to make changes in the world in a manner that appears to challenge uh, the norm. And, and sometimes they become very, very dark. And, and they have uh, confidence in the possibility that all things are to be bad, to be mocked, to be fanciful, to be foolish, make-believe. And at some point, that magical child who once looked at life as opportunity sees life as stifling also there's this nature child and that that is the strong bond with with the, the, the 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 surroundings the environment the trees the the anything that's out there in nature animals surroundings and and they 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 feel like they can speak in nature they feel like that's where they can explore the most that's where they feel they are themselves They celebrate themselves by going on long hikes out in the middle of wilderness and seeing animals. Having maybe a dog is incredibly important to them because they can they can relate to nature. This is that inner child part of a person that really, really needs nurturing. And it's really important that uh, they get that part of exposure in life so that part of their childhood can be uh, actually celebrated. There's also another archetype. It's called the eternal child. And it keeps their enthusiasm and sense of wonder as they get older. And they uh, exude a sense of purity and carefreeness. And they frequently appreciate, you know, all kinds of personal time together, ability to relax, break from the rigors of life, you know. But the darkness is maturity and accepting responsibilities. And that's where that inner child will rebel. And it might also defy social norms and and lead a a life away from the rules of the world. And, And when they're dark, they can be overly reliant and unwilling to accept and carry out things that are good for people to do the right thing because they're stubborn. And if you are a stubborn person, if you are a person who is hard to change your mind, you know, and you, you stick to your own point of view. That's your inner child being a little turd. And you need to parent it. There's also this needy part of our childhood. And that is the wounded kid. And that needy child is neglected. And even though it's not always evident that, you know, that it was not, uh, that it was uh, concealed maybe in our childhood. But many spend their life searching for the need to belong. And they feel completely content when they're in a network. But unfortunately, they don't feel content with inside themselves. Nothing ever completely allays their inner emptiness or pain. Anxiety, low self-esteem, thoughts of of inferiority are also manifestations of the darkness within this needy child. And they're very self-absorbed. They're totally focused on their own unmet needs, their pain. And they bl- are blind to other people's needs in life and requirements. And so they, they really are challenging. And that inner child needs to be managed. There's also this divine child. And it's linked to divine attributes like pureness and innocence and God and Christianity and, and Hinduism and whatever the other religions you might uh, uh, gravitate towards. They believe in atonement. And they have solid spiritual ties, but they also can come off as mysterious and fantastical. Few people adopt this because they don't think they possess these skills, but you might have a a sleeping divine child yearning for the perfect balance to help you realize your full potential. So there is that spiritual quality within an inner child where they want some of the divine in this life where there is the possibility that if I take a leap of faith, some great things will happen, that, that child is bold. And that is a part of us that we want to embrace as healthy. All children, all these inner child components have healthy to them. We need to tap into that rather than use their negativity as a way to communicate in our life. There's also circumstances that lead to a wounded inner child. Imagine, you know, in your younger years, some injuries where, you know, there's a loss of even a toy. I remember I had a, this little helicopter that had, was tied to a string. And this friend of mine played with the helicopter and broke the string. And my helicopter flew off. And that was the last I ever saw of it. You know, that hurt me. I still remember that because that was my favorite toy and it was destroyed. You know, the outcome of of physical and emotional violence can also hurt that inner child. If you've witnessed your parents fighting and being physical with each other, if you've witnessed your siblings being unsafe with each other or your parents being unsafe to them or you, that those kind of situations have an impact on your psyche And that's that inner child gets frozen back then and then they start to look in the future at everything in their life that reminds them of that moment and then they respond from that moment in their life at whatever age they're at. You know, there's a lot of things. You know, irritation, frustration, annoyance, that's a sign that the inner child is up in the surface and working. Strong responses to unfulfilled needs. That's huge. That's a huge sign that your inner child's at work. Overreacting, overreacting to, you know, maybe something that somebody has said that you take as uh, being aggressive or assertive or negative, and that reminds you of your childhood, and now you're going to project all those fears on that person. This happens, and it happens a lot in marriage and relationships. There's also, uh, your your inner child is fully at work when you're throwing tantrums, yelling, speaking things out of context, always trying to be right. That's your inner child. No, that's not what I said. No, that's not what I meant. That's not what I said. That's not what I meant. That's not what I said. That's so so nobody's ever going to be right but the inner child because inner children think they have it all. When you were a teenager, you thought you had all the answers. Well, guess what? You don't. But that inner child has that maturity problem because they think they're right about everything. And so they operate in a marriage as narcissistic behavior, gaslighting is your inner child. That's an inner child in full play. You know, there's other signs, like expressing frustration of not being understood, not feeling heard, having trouble expressing yourself or your issues, you know, low sense of self-esteem. Then how do you get a better self-esteem? Well, if you wanna love yourself, do things that are good for you. You know, learn how to say no to things that are not good for you. That would be a start. Learning to do what's right instead of what is easy might be another way to to raise your self-esteem. But children don't always do what's right. They usually do what's easy. Because your inner child, if it has no consequences and doesn't think consequentially, it's just going to run the show for you and destroy your life. There's also self-destructiveness, childishness. You know, a negative inner voice, that'll never happen. You're never going to say that to me. You're never going to do this to me. You're always going to be this. You're always, you know, those kind of words, should, you should, that you're shooting all over yourself, must, you must do this. Masturbating is what that is. You know, they go into all these extremes and that's your inner child in full play before everybody in the world right there. And you need to record it so you learn how to understand That that part of you is at full play right now. You know, you want to embrace and validate and value every challenging emotion that arises. If that inner child comes into play, you just need to learn how to make it feel safe and manage it. It's okay. We're no longer in that place in our life. We're in this place in our life. And we need to give things the benefit of the doubt. Yes, we need to assume that almost everyone in our life is well intended if we know them and if we have some form of relationship guess that includes your spouse yes they might be well intended so we need to talk to them as if they're well intended we also need to believe in ourselves and let the let the wisdom lead lead to the grown up because sometimes that child has seen things that you haven't recognized because some people block their childhood in their life they will completely disassociate completely not remember completely change all of the delusional change all of their memories into delusions so they could just cope with life but that inner child knows that inner child remembers and yes they'll come out But you won't understand it because you're so delusional. You cannot remember what caused that. Also, you know, when you want to continue to listen to your inner critic and speak to whatever is necessary for that connection, you know, uh, whatever it's going to take at that point in your life, whatever it took for you to calm down in that form, in that place in your life, you need to do that for yourself. Yeah, that might be a timeout. And guess what? You should take a time out one minute for every year of your life and then come back to it and see if you can readdress it. You know, it could take some time, but that inner child needs to trust you and you need to let them tap into playing and having fun and living a good life. You want them to have that. You want it for your children. Why can't you have it for your inner child? We have that in us. We need to not just live through our children. We need to let our inner child come out and live this life and join our children so we all can enjoy ourselves. But we have to do that with self-discipline. You know there, there's a, there's a a, a scene uh, in a movie uh, called Rocket Man, where Elton John attends a support group and is, is visited by his imagination by various figures from his childhood. and his younger self arrives. And he leans down to hug him. And this, re- this represents a huge turning point for that person. That star. He's finally coming to terms with his past. This is something that Purple Rain. That, that uh, uh, Prince did for himself. To embrace where he came from. That was an incredible movie. It was an incredible song. Because it said a lot about the pain in his life. And he put it on display as a form of art. That we all could identify with and understand. When Doves Cry, that's another song that he wrote that had a lot of inner child in it that all of us can embrace and understand that, you know, these 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 parts of ourselves need to be celebrated and understood much more often. And if those old memories from old songs, old movies, old old memories come forward, let it come forward so that kid can have some fun. I remember watching a Godzilla movie with my my ADHD son who literally shot off as a rocket (laughs) when he saw the movie from like the 50s. But that brought back, so not the 50s, the 70s. So that brought back a lot of my inner child too by being able to remember the times with my best friend when we were at the movies watching that stuff. We're going to take a break and we're going to come right back.
2: Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856.
2: Stuck in a state of being that holds us back from creating the life we truly desire. Regardless of your own blocks or limitations, imagine an easier way to get unstuck and move forward with your life. On this show, Jason Hopkins shares his practical next right step approach that will move you toward the life you really want. You too can be steps from getting the abundance, love, support, and fulfillment your heart desires. Get unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
0: That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology.
1: Hi, Brady. We're talking about discovering your inner child, and here's some really strong signs that the inner child is at play in your life. You know if you're having feelings, big feelings about small things, you know, you know some people like spouses will get very angry cuz their spouse is spending their private time watching television or looking at their phone. And those triggers can cause them to remember feeling abandoned as a child. Nobody ever paid attention to me. I expected to have a spouse that would pay attention to me. So I'm going to take out all my vengeance, all my anger on this spouse because this evening they're staring at their phone and not having a conversation with me. So there's an over-response that a lot of people have. And it comes from that needs of that inner child when they were wounded as a child. You know, you have to look for clues and triggers, and you need to record that in your brain or on paper somewhere that that was a moment that my inner child was at play. And not only recognize it, be accountable. Yeah, I think that happened, and I think I let that go, and I did let my inner child do that, and I apologize. I need to manage that. So take it as a learning moment, take it as a testimony. Don't let it run the show every time your spouse pulls out the phone you know we over we are so over dramatic about certain things in our life and that's your inner child throwing a big baby tantrum you know if you ever missed an application de- deadline for something important you know starting an argument with somebody in your life that's new for no reason you know sometimes this going to be a sign that your adult you is ready for a career advancement or a serious relationship but the younger part of you is kicking and screaming and deeply scared because responsibility for a child is horrendous. It's scary. Many children can't understand responsibility. They don't want to take responsibility. They just want to play. They just want to do what they want. You see, and that's where they come from. And that's when they run the show. They will self-sabotage when you're trying to be accountable and self-accountable. You know, that's those roots have all sorts of reasons. You know, they show up in forgetfulness, procrastination, temper tantrums, irritability, You know, it can show up as rationalizing why I do this. Like, everybody cares why the hell you do something bad. Why don't you just say, I'm sorry I did that. Wouldn't it be nice if more people would just go, yeah, I did that, I'm sorry. Instead of, you know, why I did that is because I did this, this, this. Those explanations are ridiculous. Unfortunately, that's your inner child having to explain away their behavior just like you did before your parents and they knew you were lying. You know, there's also this unhealthy coping mechanisms, you know, you know, these coping mechanisms with these childhood wounds will develop unhealthier coping skills like drug use, alcohol consumption, disassociating from reality, you know, uh, gaming continuously for hours, you know, social media for hours, just plugging in for no apparent reason with all these brainless people trying to communicate what they're animals best moment was in that day I mean that's what we're looking for you know there's there's a constant whirlwind of busyness and a way of avoiding your feelings especially in this day and age especially now that we can get anything we want whenever we want it if we want it bad enough everything's at our fingertips we used to have to work for stuff unfortunately we don't these days and that has led us to feed that inner child in so many unhealthy ways also, having a difficult relationship with your family is a sign when there's family tensions, you feel rejected, you feel criticized, you feel like an outcast, you, 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 or a strong emotional dependency between you and someone else. That is a sign that your inner child is at play. You know, if, if everybody's making you feel bad, that is your inner child. Uh, uh, basically saying, "Um, I feel awful. Well, everybody's responsible. You make me feel. Nobody makes you feel crap. You choose to feel. And so you need to grab yourself up by the bootstraps and own how you feel and how people are coming across. And if they don't honor your boundaries, diminish their role in your life. They're toxic. Leave them alone. There's a lot of toxic out there. They They probably got a 10 times worse inner child inside of themselves. There's also another sign, self-criticism and low self-esteem. You know, if you have that inner critic who's always finding fault with you and invalidating your emotions, this could be due to having an overly, overly critical, demanding adults around you as a child. You know, what what happened is that your younger self internalized the critical voice so that an adult could become part of your own thoughts and world because if you actually expressed your thoughts, expressed your feelings, That would mean rejection, and that was too hurtful because your adults were turds. Unfortunately, half of the people that are parents in this world are breeding stock. We need to understand that. They are breeding stock. They're not parents. They just wanted to procreate and say, yeah, I got that one. I got that kid. I did that. But they don't want to do the job. And even if they're doing the job, they turn you into the what they hate about themselves and they project that on you. Yes, they do it all the time. And what does it do? It creates this inner child that is a wrecking ball through the rest of your life if you don't manage it. Also, there's relationship issues that inner child problems happen. You know, if you find you're in a pattern of unhealthy, unhappy, abusive relationships or always chasing unavailable people, then your inner child might be deeply wounded in their ability to connect with other people. In fact, you might be uh, find it useful to, to, to look at attachment and understand attachment and what that means to you. A- am I anxiously attached? you know or maybe maybe you should do a blog on it see, see if other people can relate to that also mental physical and emotional issues are very common in inner child people with wounded inner children can often experience persistent Chronic feelings of emptiness, helplessness, hopelessness. Yes, your inner child might even go out there and have an affair, a secret affair, because that inner child feels it's entitled. That's running the show. That's that inner child running the show, not you as a person who, from a Christian perspective, if you are a Christian, which there aren't as many these days, but if you did, you would want to do the right thing. If you want to have integrity, you want to do the right thing. You don't want to do what your inner child does. That means your inner child is way out of line, way out of line, and you need to parent. It doesn't think consequentially. You have to make it think consequentially, and that is the consequences, what the adult has to own by what the inner child creates. You know, it's it's like a kind relationship. And that's what we want to be. We want this. I know you want this. I know you're upset. But this is not this person's, all this person's fault. This is not all this situation. This is coming from another place in my life. And you need to calm down because I don't want to own the consequences of what your behavior is going to do. You have to notice how you speak to the more vulnerable part of yourself. Have empathy with that part of yourself, but don't make it be center stage and don't make your choices to enable your inner child. Make choices to help your inner child. That is what we want to do is guide them to what is healthy. You know, spend a little time getting to know that part. Listen to what's on their mind. Check in with how they feel. Check in with all the most immature parts of yourself and acknowledge those parts as your inner child. Connecting with a therapist can be helpful, but also returning to having play, imagination, possibilities, creativity is where that child always wants to be. They love those minutes, those moments, unfortunately. If you let that child be the catastrophizer of everything that you do in your life, they will gladly set limits on your life. And that's unfortunate when we let that part of ourselves go because they operate after, uh, out of fear. We need to operate instead of a fear, we need to operate out of understanding. That is where growth is, not fear. Every time you live in fear, go on to the other side. How do I how do I come to understanding on this topic? Every time you catastrophize, go to understanding. How can I do a better job? How can I make a faith-based choice in this in this uh, place? Cuz every time faith enters, fear leaves. And the inner child needs to learn that. You know, you have to turn these experiences of unresolved trauma that manifests with, within your behaviors and 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 when you find yourself acting out of character, having emotions that feel you could be ha- behaving from a younger part of yourself, that's identifying. Hey, that dude's at play right here. That dude's oh, I'm obsessing on staying over at a friend's house. Oh, I'm obsessing over going on this vacation. Oh, I'm obsessing over spending money on this impulsive thing that I'll probably be sitting in my closet for the rest of my life. Oh, I have to have that car. Oh, I have to have that house. That is your inner child. That's your inner child demanding that you fill their need now. Now. And that is reactive life. That is depression. That's anxiety. You have to wait and go to the response when you're not as emotional. That is going to help you manage that inner child. But you have to have a stopgap to prevent you from making too many of those inner child choices. Those wounds... Being in pain is exactly why people commit suicide. It's pain management. They have an emotional pain that no drug, nothing in this life is going to heal. And they feel empty and worthless. And it's like if you had uh, uh, your neck was broken and you thought, oh, my God, I'll never be able to live the way I used to live and now I have to do and I'm in so much pain that all I can think about is the pain I'm in we forget our children we forget our responsibilities we forget our jobs we forget all the consequences all we want to do is get out of pain that's suicide we don't want to live that way but inner children are often the train ride that gets people to suicide because they never manage that part of themselves that's why it is so important that they get treatment early on so they learn to reparent themselves. And clinicians can help you learn how to reparent, but you need to make sure it's somebody that specializes in that and make sure that they have a good background in that. If they've got some wanked out theories, and they, they keep you in therapy for the rest of your life. That's probably not a good thing. You want somebody that's efficient, effective, and has drawn up uh, what it's looking like and what progress looks like and what the time when we're going to exit therapy, what that's going to look like. You know, you want to begin a dialogue with that part of you. And sometimes having another person that says, hey, that's five-year-old behavior. Hey, that's about an eight-year-old there. Oh, that's about 12. What went on in that pocket of your life? You see, then we're able to manage it. Now we understand where it's coming out, what is triggering it, and how to manage it. You also want to write a letter to that part of yourself. Allow them the opportunity to respond By writing back to you, you know, I know this sounds crazy, but identifying that part of you, making it conscious is the exercise. That's what we want to do because that inner child can identify itself and see itself a little bit more objectively from that perspective. You know, what What? What would be the greatest gift you could give yourself at six years old? What would be the greatest gift you could have given yourself at 12 years old? What would you tell yourself? You know, these are really good questions to help you explore that inner child and help you calm that child down. You know, if you feel like a victim all the time, if you let others dictate how you feel, if you struggle to set boundaries, like most uh, uh, codependent people uh, have a problem with that, they'll marry the narcissist because the narcissist loves to be the predator. They get their, they get their uh, codependent partner, and then they groom the hell out of them. That's the that person has problems with their inner child, just like the narcissist does. They both share inner child problems. That's why they're together, because they're two children in pain together, and they understand that they're in pain. And each of them try to solve it in the most unhealthy way possible, unfortunately. And then they breed and have children and create the problem with them. You know, and when you get upset in situations in the present, you know, you want to check in. Are your feelings having all Or or, or, is this all today or is this something in my past that it's coming from? Is this a trigger? Sometimes we know. Sometimes we don't know. But you can sure identify triggers based on your behavior and the maturity that you're offering because it has an age to it. That's our show. I want to thank everybody for listening. I love hearing from you. You can do that at our webpage at voiceamerica.com, the Empowerment Channel, and the Health and Wellness Channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now remember. We grow old because we stop playing. And also, if you try to embrace your inner child, there's a good chance they will bite you. (laughs) Also, menopause happens because your inner child starts playing with matches. Also, discovering your inner child adds a new job to your life of becoming a referee 24 by 7. Thanks for listening, everybody.
0: That's our show for this week.